What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. I have got a very dynamic guest joining us today. I cannot wait to share his story with you because it's incredibly inspiring and very touching. He has made and lost a million dollars twice in his lifetime. He's been on the reality TV show, Seller's Market nine times. He's been in the real estate industry and he's also a podcast host. And now he is my guest. Please welcome Luke Menkez. Luke, thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks so much, Deanna. It's great to be on the show. Yay. Can you please introduce, even though I did an intro for you, can you introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about your background? For sure. So I was born and raised in Toronto, Canada. Uh, I grew up playing baseball and hockey, which um, a lot of people don't know baseball in Toronto, especially is really huge. Oh, is but, it? Uh, everybody knows about hockey with Canadians. So I did both. And uh, in 1995, I moved to the Dominican Republic with Ooh. my wife at the time, learned Spanish, became bilingual, um, got kind of sick, you know, something I ate. So I moved to South Florida where my father was living and okay. actually went to elementary school in Florida. So I spent many, many years in, in Florida and other parts of the state. So I like to say I'm like half American. You know, I grew up learning American history and American politics, yeah. and uh, my dad was really into it. He was a traveling salesman. So we got to live in uh, Clearwater, Florida, Hollywood, Florida, Fort Lauderdale, and uh, Philadelphia okay. as well, and Los Angeles briefly. So um, 96 to 98, I'm living in South Florida. I ran a boat rental and a jet ski rental there. For Perfect two years. place to be for that. <laughs> yeah. So um, in 97, my father bought uh, a building in the Cayman Islands, which is one hour flight from Miami. I love the Cayman and Islands. I love the Cayman It's beautiful. Islands. Yes. So he had a dream to uh, retire there, but two weeks after he bought this building, he was diagnosed with terminal cancer. So I was 27 at the time and he said uh, he had an option on a piece of land for land development and I didn't know anything. I was very immature, a little bit rude. Um, my father kind of had the attitude like he was going to live forever. Yeah. And I would ask him questions and he would say, you don't need to worry about that. You know, go have fun. I'll teach you later. So here I was 27 and I had to make all these decisions. But uh, he had me go to the Cayman Islands to see if we should proceed with this land development or try to get our deposit back. And I was just too freaked out. So I arranged to get the deposit back, but I fell in love with the place and decided to move there. Okay. And so from 97 to 2008, I lived in the Cayman Islands. Okay. Wow. Um, but that had to be awesome. <laughs> it was amazing. I had so much fun. Um, I got a radio job there. Uh, most of the time was just like managing this property, which wasn't hard. I right. go collect a couple of uh, rent checks, change a couple of light bulbs, sweep the hallway. I would walk over to the bank with the rent checks, pay my mortgage, and then I would go to the beach and start drinking. Like that was a typical work day, right? Um, so I divorced there and I met a woman who was from this part of Canada where I'm living now who was there on a work permit. We started dating, uh, within three months she was pregnant. So we were pregnant. So now I've got a beautiful 16 year old daughter, but when we broke up, she moved back to Canada. 
So I was flying between Cayman Islands and Canada. Oh my goodness. So I can see my daughter. Yeah. In 2008, I made a big mistake. I sold the property in the Cayman Islands because I was watching too much CNN. And I thought this is financial Armageddon. You got to cash out of everything. Yeah, that's when so everything crashed. It. That's when the whole like that's when yeah. everything crashed. Yeah. So it didn't really crash in the Cayman Islands. I mean, pr prices went down a little bit, but you know, it was it was a mistake. But I moved to a little town called Nelson with about fifteen thousand people, and I bought a building with uh, without doing a property inspection. Because I was so arrogant, so overconfident. In 2010, I bought this building and I completely lost everything. That was the second time, actually, that I lost a million dollars. But anyways, long story short, um, I've recovered. I was almost homeless at that second time. And I say almost because I was behind on rent many times, uh, threatened with eviction. And I would sleep in my car because if I was doing a job out of town, I wanted to save the 70 bucks for a hotel, so right. I'd sleep in the car. So I was kind of semi-homeless, not really homeless, but you know, I was very close to becoming homeless. And uh, in the meantime, I started a delivery business, I got my real estate license, and I've, I haven't recovered to the point I was, but you know, I'm, it's comfortable now. Remarried, got a house full of kids, it's, it's beautiful, so. Yeah. I love it. Well, they say that if you have made a million, you, you you know, you've made it. And then if you lose it, you can do it again. So that's not, um, I'm still trying to get my way back there because <laughs> we actually, we are, our, our, our business did, we did about $20 million in revenue for our one business and we had five of them. So, you, you know, wow. but actually at this point in my life, as long as I can pay my bills and just live happily and peacefully and, and, you know, just in gratitude, I'm good, you know, cause I mm -hmm. honestly, I feel like I live in abundance anyways. So, yeah. you know, I, I don't really want for anything. Yeah. Um, do I want things? Sure. Of course, who doesn't, but I, there's nothing I need or, you know, I, I'm life, life is good. I can't complain. So tell us about this reality TV show. I actually just recorded with, um, a, someone who that we're, uh, we probably are, you've connected with her maybe on Podmatch, but um, Marvita Washington, I believe her last name is, and she was yet. America's Next Top Model. So oh, wow. I, I'm always curious to hear about people's experiences with the reality TV show. Yeah, so that was a real estate show and um, it was a mixed experience for me. Like, I'm really glad I did it. I was not, I was just financially recovering at that time. So I was still really kind of short of cash. We had to pay to go on the show. Oh, wow. But the deal was we would get the listings from the show and, uh, you know, it would kind of be a break even thing. Sure. But, um, we had a director that I thought at the time was a little bit bitchy. Um, didn't know anything about real estate. So they would put us in the middle of like a white rectangular living room with no furniture and say, okay, tell us what you think about this room. And I'd have to go, well, it's really nice and bright. And you know, yeah. it's got good square footage. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't great, but the good thing was it was five, five or six top realtors. And we had to sit there. They wouldn't let us leave the set. Okay. Cause they said realtors will say, oh, I'm just going to go show a house. I'll be right back. And then they wouldn't come back. Cause they'd be typing an offer. 
Right. So we'd be like 12, 13 hours to do one house. Holy God. Holy so the best part was I was stuck with five other realtors uh, that were top in the city. Right. And I got to spend more time with them than I would have ever got to spend with them. So we, we made a deal at the beginning. We're going to split all the, li- like we'll still compete for the listings, but we're going to split the commissions equally. So then it was less cutthroat and we could share tips with each other, share experiences with each other. And I'd learn more sitting with those five people for six months than I did in my entire career. It was awesome. That is way awesome. Can I ask, what did it cost to like to be on the show? Yeah, it was thirty thousand dollars. Holy crap! And uh, we made a, we ended up making about twenty five thousand each in commissions back. So we were supposed to make like sixty, but it was a bit of a screw up. Like a couple of the people wanted to get on the TV show, and as soon as they got on the TV show, they canceled the listing with the realtor. Okay. And they just said, you know, I just wanted to be on the TV show. I didn't really want to list my property. Oh, that's crap. So we lost, you know, and there was no provision to like deal with that. Yeah. So, but it it was okay. It was a really good experience. I wish I could do it again today. I have a little more confidence. Right. So. Yeah. You know, you know what, here's my thing. And I talk about this a lot on, on my podcast with different guests is that, you know, you should always just take any opportunity. You know, I feel like if something, if something presents itself, you should definitely see what happens because you never know what is going to come from it, who you're going to meet, what the next things, you know, what the next opportunity will pop up. So I think that's awesome. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a yes person. I'm not a no person. I'm always like, I I'm like, sure, let's do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, yes, get, so I, don't get, it. I get invited to so much stuff. And my boyfriend's like, man, you get invited to 16 things a day and he's giving me shit. And I'm just like, I know I can't help. I'm just so popular, you know, (laughs) but I say yes. And I go to these events because you never know who you're going to be. I get invited to a lot of private stuff. Like, you know, even though that stuff was locked down, I still got invited to private things. And, um, you know, I meet some, I meet great people that connect me with another opportunity. And so that's why I'm like, yeah, they're inviting me because number one, I'm awesome. Totally. Number two, I'm a huge connector. I connect people constantly, you know, with no, no, like nothing that I'm going to get out of it, but just making a connection for someone else. So, um, you know, I think that's very important. Hey guys, Deanna here. I'm taking a quick break to share an exciting opportunity with you. I have recently partnered with Scotsman. They have created a crowdfunding campaign building 3D printed electric scooters that make transportation smart, elegant, and sustainable. It runs on energy efficient batteries that double as USB-C power banks. And they're swappable too, so you can replace your battery and keep your scooter. Check out their crowdfunding page down below Hurry and sign up now to take advantage of their early bird prices, 50% off. They have a built-in camera, GPS, live maps, and an automatic lock. So hurry up now, get in on this, go to my special link below, 50% off, and be a part of this really cool campaign. You won't be disappointed. 100%. Yep. That was really what helped me to recover from my second uh, collapse was just, you know, there were so many nights where I was like in depression and uh i would literally have like seven dollars and i'm like should i just show up at this thing and buy like one drink yeah or should i just save it for gas tomorrow you know yeah and uh i would i would force myself to go and i was always glad when i did because you know you have to 
communicate with people and, and so on. And uh, over time, this was cumulative and it really helped me to get out of my shell and become, you know, an effective salesperson again. But there were many nights where I was like, I don't, I don't want to do this, but I would force myself. There is an art to networking. And um, uh, when I first started networking, I never had been so, you know, in my previous life with my late husband, we traveled everywhere together, you know, very well known in our industry and were, you know, we were always together, but he was typically the face of the company. Um, you know, I, even though I did manage, I mean, he was grooming me to take things over and I, I ran the whole operations and, you know, I was the get shit done girl, but he would do most of the networking. Right. You know, and I did, I, I watched him and watch him work the room, whatever. And, you know, I'm very personal. So I always talk to people, but now in this stage of my life, now I'm, I had to learn how to network on my own. And at first it's a little off-putting and you're right. It's times you're just like, Oh, I don't want to go. So maybe it's going to be a little uncomfortable. You're going to put yourself out there. But once you, once you get like, once you figure out how to like really just be comfortable in that setting and you know how to self-promote in a good way, um, it's it's so it's so beneficial so beneficial totally. i feel like yeah. this what we're doing this is a form of, of networking yes the, having agree. a podcast you know talking to different people you know i mean i i'm already think, trying to think like who can i introduce him to now like who's my you know like you know i don't know if you think like that but that's how i think when i'm talking to someone yeah totally that's um my initial podcast um when it was local that's how i grew it was I would say at the end of every episode, who would you like to nominate to come on the show? Yeah. And there was only two criteria. So it was called, I love Kelowna, which is my city. Okay. So the person had to agree with the sentiment. If they hate Kelowna, they can't come on the show. Right. So they have to agree. I love Kelowna. And the other one was, what would, who would you enjoy listening to me interview? Yeah. Who would be a person that you would like to hear? So it was really simple. But I met over a hundred people that I never would have met yeah. just by asking for the introduction. Yeah. Well, I love that. So this is a, now, so you have, uh, tell us about your um, podcast. It's um, what Newtown Big Dreams. So this yeah. is your second one then. That's right. So it's the, the same show, but it's evolved and I changed the name. So um, in 2005 in the Cayman Islands, I got a radio job, which was just a coincidence. They started a brand new radio station. Uh, two of my best friends were on the morning show. They had a woman who lasted a, a week. They fired her for some reason. So they said on the radio, hey, anybody wants to come on the show, just give us a call. We'll have you on as a guest. So I went on the show and I was super nervous, but because we were best friends and we would go out drinking together and we had this vibe, this sense of humor, it was a total hit. Yeah. So. That was amazing. Now, when I split up with my ex, I was flying to Canada to see my daughter and they said, you can't, you know, have a regular show because, you know, you can't just keep coming and going. Right, right, right. right. So um, I started a podcast in 2006 under like a pen name and it was about relationships and everything and I got really good. But when I bought this uh, bar and restaurant building in 2010, um, I gave up the podcast, which was another kind of regret because it was really growing. So my self-esteem took a huge hit. Um, and I tried to start a podcast and I quit and, you know, I just wasn't comfortable. So in 2018, I decided, you know, I listened to a Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, audio book and he said, realtors should start a podcast. 
become the expert in your town. Interview local businesses. And I found I was really comfortable asking questions. I wasn't so comfortable like giving a monologue or a speech, but I was really comfortable asking questions and it was great. So in 2020, we had a, you know, the COVID thing and people didn't want to come to my house for the show. Yeah. So I took a course while I was sitting around you know, trying to figure out what to do. I took a course with a guy named Brian Rose, who has a podcast called London Real. Okay. He's an American who moved to London. And uh, he taught me a, a lot of stuff. But one thing he said was, you got to expand past your little city. Yeah. So he said, find out what's unique about your show. So what was unique about my show was that people, 95% um, of the guests have moved to their town from someplace else. Okay. And so we would always start the show with, tell us the story of you coming to Kelowna. Sure. And there were so many amazing stories, like just incredible. One person had a car accident just driving through across Canada. They were stuck in the hospital for two months. Oh my goodness. And their family was here visiting them. Yeah. Uh, and they fell in love with the city and they say, you know what, we should move here. Oh, and they wow. ended up moving here, like the entire family. So that just all kinds of amazing right? stories. So I thought, that's what I love to talk about. I want to hear about your big move. I've moved five times. Yeah. Um, or sorry, five, five different countries, 10 cities, where as an introverted person, believe it or not, I had to start from scratch. I had to start a new business, start a new social life, start a new dating life in many cases. Yeah. So it's called New Town Big Dreams. And that's what it's about. It's just, it's entrepreneur based. We talk about, you know, business and sales and marketing, negotiation, all that stuff. But every every episode starts with a geography lesson. Awesome. So tell us about Los Angeles. Why did you move there? What's the story? What's it like? What's happening with the COVID lockdowns? Yeah. Um, what's it like living in that city? Sure. Right. So. That. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So you got, you probably have a lot of people you can talk to and just, I mean, cause a lot of them, I guess, I don't know about you. Um, they've been all over, they've, they've moved all over. I mean, yeah. their stories are, are fascinating. I, I don't, I wish I could have moved all over, but I'm, I love my family too much. I'm kind of a, you know, uh, I'm the oldest of five. Everybody's here. My mom's one of six. Most of my aunts and uncles are here. So I, I don't know if I'd ever move away unless it's to like somewhere warm because Chicago weather sucks. <laughs> right. So, but I mean, you've seen changes with Chicago, right? So over your lifetime, we could talk about, you know, how much Chicago has changed. Sure. Yeah. Oh, saying, yeah, I could, you know, so. yeah. I could talk about that. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, where can people support you? So are you streaming on all the different platforms with your podcast? Yeah. So I'm not doing uh, video or YouTube yet, but I'm going to soon. But um, all the podcast platforms, you know, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Um, if you want to go directly to the website, it's uh, newtownbigdreams.buzzsprout.com. Awesome. And so uh, the best way for people to support you is just to go check out your show and, and subscribe and um, all that good stuff. Is there any 100%. last, any last, anything else you'd like to share? Any last words of wisdom or advice that you'd like to offer the audience before we wrap things up? Well, um, for me, when I was down in the dump site, it was my daughter that kept me going. She was six, seven years old at the time. And uh, I think everybody needs something to look forward to. You know, no matter how bad things get, you have to have hope. You have to have some way to find some optimism to keep yeah. you going. 
And then it becomes a little bit easier to just do what you need to do each day. You know, like obviously eat and bathe and, but the networking and, you know, taking a course and just trying to improve meditation, whatever you can do when you have hope that you're going to do the little things that you need to do each yeah. day. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that. I, I agree. Find, find the optimism. It's very, very important. Uh, don't mm. let that negativity drag you down. Luke, thank you so much for being a guest. We didn't even get to any of your questions. So that means that we're going to have to do a, either I'll have to do a round two or a follow-up at one, at some point to see how things are going for you and, and uh, hear how you are continually on the rise. Right. I would love to oh. love to. Awesome. Thanks so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. Wow, I can't talk today. To live your best life, you must live label free. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, share, follow, all that good stuff. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.